This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Solutions, the leading iGaming PAM platform with a modular approach, including many benefits like a fast, secure, and scalable API-based platform integrated with all major third-party products and services. Make sure you head over to Pragmatic Solutions and join our smart thinking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the first and what is so far already the best iGaming Next America video podcast. Where many of you guys are familiar with iGaming Next. You know our presence in Malta and across Europe, but uh, they brought me on to help kind of talk about North America. We have so much going on uh, with iGaming, with online sports betting, with just the gaming industry overall. We are having our own a very special uh, North American-focused video podcast there as you can find on the same source you're watching on now uh, hopefully beginning to publish every other week going forward so some exciting stuff there and i am so grateful to be joined on our again our first and so far maybe it will be our best we have john pappas of geocomply here to join us he has recently taken on a full-time leadership role with the company which maybe some of you aren't familiar with but if you are betting on sports or i casino in america this is one of the companies that's getting it done so john can you just introduce yourself a little uh, quickly here and t- explain to us what exactly is geocomply well, I think you're going to be one and done because after we talk today, there's really going to be no more <laughs> need point. for these podcasts. We're going to cover everything. So uh, I, I'm privileged to be on as your first guest. And <laughs> it's great, obviously, to talk to the North American audience. Uh, of course, GeoComply has an important role in uh, uh, internet gaming in North America because of the unique um, structure of, of state and federal laws that require that online gambling must happen within a specific state or jurisdiction or territory. Um, and GeoComply plays a very critical role in that. So um, I'll get more about GeoComply. I'll first start with, with my background. I've been you know, involved in the internet gaming industry for going back 15 years um, and have, have worked kind of all sides of the issue from an advocacy perspective. So direct lobbying, grassroots, public affairs, communications, uh, worked a lot in the internet poker industry for a while, uh, and then was able to uh, leverage my experience there uh, to see the massive growth in sports betting and iGaming over the last several years. Um, and, and over this time, I've always known and respected the group at GeoComply and what they were doing, not only to you know, enable legal markets, but also be a thought leader when it comes to issues of responsible gaming, problem gambling, uh, addressing the illegal market versus the legal market. Um, And the the leadership there uh, has always been really impressive to me. So it was kind of a place I always knew I wanted to end up. And the opportunity came where uh, I could come in-house and, and, and take a leadership position with the company and help lead it uh, into this next phase of of where we see internet gaming going, uh, and and it's very exciting. So, GeoComply is is well known to be a geolocation compliance company, um, but they're doing so much more than that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also very involved in age and identity verification with their ID Comply product, and and really what we found is that the data that we collect from geolocation is very valuable to tracking and stopping fraud and abuse. Uh, so fraud that could affect uh, the the operators, so stopping things like bonus abuse or credit card chargebacks, but also fraud that can be perpetrated on players like account takeovers uh, and and other things that would affect a player's uh, uh, account or information. So sure. GeoComply has really kind of spread its wings to be a indisputable partner 
or indispensable partner, part, indisputable both, number both one, are, both are <laughs> indisputable <correct. Yeah>. and <laughs> indispensable, yes, uh, indispensable partner to operators from, you know, the moment a player is registering their account to verifying that person is, to ensuring that that person is where they say they are, and then ensuring that the site and the activity is happening without fraud and that the consumer is protected and that the operator is protected from you know, potential fraudsters. Uh, what we see in every market is, what, particularly on a market launch, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about Ohio, people see an opportunity, particularly when there's big bonus money being offered. Mm -hmm. They see an opportunity to try to scam and, and we really come in to try to help the operator save money and not get taken advantage of. Yeah, there is so much that goes into it. My favorite still, as I've talked with you before, is that uh, John and, and a lot of the GeoComply officials over the years have gone to state legislatures, they've gone to regulators, and these maps of the different pins dropping. Up to, to, in a state, can be thousands and thousands of transactions going on, and it's which, you know, GeoComply helps make sure you're on the right side. For our European audiences, the U.S. really is acting like 50 different countries in a lot of ways with it, and again, you cannot... Just because it's legal in one state doesn't mean it's legal in another, uh, one of the other 50. And not only that, the sportsbook operators change very much. Uh, company X could be legal here, but it's not legal in the state across you, even though sports betting is legal. And so this geocomply is one of the many things that go into it. But you're going to change it, it, It's uh, it, 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 even, even more complicated than that. You can have an operator who's legal in two neighboring states, yet an individual has to play on I'm the sure. site, on the, web, on the app that is associated with that state. Uh, that is regulated by that state because every state regulates it a little bit differently. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if we wish there was a common thread for regulation across all 50 states, but right now there's not. Every state is regulating it a little bit differently. So if you're yeah. on XYZ site in New York and XYZ site in New Jersey, uh, you got to be on the site that's affiliated with the regulator and it's been licensed specifically by that regulator. And that's what one example I've, helps, I've helps personally. Happen. One example, personally, Connecticut uh, requires two-factor authentication. Some other states do not require it. Everyone should do it, as I found myself. That's a whole. That's for a different podcast. But that's an example of it too. Exactly. So it's very different. So anyway, GeoComply is an essential company to the growth of sports betting here in the U.S. We have more than thirty states with some sort of legal sports betting. More than twenty with some at least one legal mobile operator, and the newest of which is Ohio. And now we always look forward to these new state markets. We love seeing these revenue reports and sees which sports book is getting which hand on all. All that but that usually takes a month or two after the launch and ohio started taking sports bets on january 1st a couple 11 days or excuse me uh, earlier in january here uh but the best example early on we get from the first idea of how big a market is is this geocompliant data which has come out already so in january geocompliant came out with the first glimpse of the market uh with the geolocation transaction report and john you guys were on top of that Walk us through what you've seen with Ohio. There were some really eye-popping numbers there, it looks like we saw, uh, in that first weekend of legal sports betting. Yeah, so, I mean, I think there was a, a number of factors that, that played into that, but Ohio was, you know, probably historically maybe one of the largest launches we've seen wow. uh, in, yeah. in, the, in the U.S. Uh, in terms of transaction, geolocation transaction volumes. And I think I, I need to be clear that we're not tracking – bets we're not tracking right. the, the, the money that's going through we're transaction geolocation transactions every bet requires a geolocation transaction not every geolocation transaction requires a bet so for instance right. if you're closer to a border uh, as we discuss, you may be geolocated more often than if you were in the middle of the state like Columbus versus if you're close to the border in Cincinnati, you're probably going to be geolocated right. more often. So so uh, I just want to make clear that we're, we, we can't say that 
every geolocation transaction equals a bet because this is not the case, but it is a very strong indicator of interest and it's a strong indicator of of uh, of what the market looks like. So, and we've been our predictions have been pretty good in pretty much every state where we've seen <laughs> high geolocation volumes is equated to, you know, a, a very high handle market. So, um, uh, so what we saw in Ohio was pretty remarkable in the first 20, 48 hours, uh, almost eleven point five million geolocation checks. Wow. Um, yeah. So we saw uh, about more than three quarters of a million. Uh, unique accounts were established. So user accounts were established. Uh, I think the exact number was 784,000. Um, uh, um, yep. Just just within the first hour of launching, because uh, it, it launched at a very unique time, right? They launched right. At, at the strike of the strike of midnight uh, on on New Year's uh, into New Year's Day, and we saw about. 250,000 geolocation transactions within that first hour. So you knew that Ohioans were particularly ready to to get their wagers on. I, I, I don't think there's any coincidence that the Ohio State game was ending right at the same time that the the uh, the clock was striking midnight and sports betting was becoming legal. And I think there was a lot of excitement and pent up demand in Ohio. And, and you know what we're also seeing is that there's pent up demand. Uh, from neighboring states. In that first 24 hours, more than 200,000 attempts uh, wow. came from Kentucky, uh, people in Kentucky trying to place a bet or access a legal site in Ohio. Uh, right across the border, you know, Kentucky does yeah. not have legal sports betting, uh, literally an island right now. So Kentuckians are looking for any opportunity to play and they're logging onto the sites and, 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 and trying to place a bet. They realize they can't. They either drive across the border if they're close enough to do so and place a bet, or they look to illegal options and place their bets in Kentucky on sites that are unlicensed and unregulated. We're going to talk some a little bit at the end of this podcast about some states to look for. We know Kentucky has discussed at length uh, sports betting, but those figures in and of themselves too. And again, not all state borders are created equal, but Kentucky, or excuse me, Cincinnati, uh, Ohio shares the Cincinnati metro area with Kentucky. There are plenty of people who it's a pretty quick jump. We saw that with Kansas and Missouri, where they split the uh, metro area. Uh, it's just that, that in itself is kind of a fascinating number too. But yeah, please check out iGaming Next as well. Uh, we have a link to that report um, at GeoComply. Great information there, some more with it. But yeah, eleven uh, around 11.5 million transactions within 48 hours. Pretty incredible. More than the whole entire state of New York, which has almost double the population of Ohio. Now, again, it's kind of an apples and oranges comparison. People were excited as early on, but it just shows that pent-up demand. Ohio is looking like a very impressive sports betting market there. So, uh, John, before we go into kind of looking at the next wave of states, too, I did want to touch on GeoComply and exactly maybe some of the logistical things with it. On on Twitter, which I hope you're following me, at ButlerBets, I get a lot of questions where we saw in Ohio, again, where there's a lot of cross-border states, uh, people trying to, to figure it out. Uh, Maryland, which is the second most recent online sports betting market to launch. They launched shortly before Thanksgiving uh, last year. Get a lot of questions where it's like, well, hey, I'm technically in Maryland or I'm in Ohio. This is a legal mobile, mobile sports betting state, uh, but I'm having some issues where uh, maybe I'm by the border or whatever. How come this isn't working? Can you maybe explain uh, some of the tech aspects of what it's like calibrating the logistics side of this, uh, A, and then B, if people do have a concern or are they having some trouble uh, with their geolocation or what have you, is there a, a, some a source or, or a, a thing they can reach out to for further questions or explanation? Sure. Well, certainly uh, uh, to your last point, absolutely. Um, if there's someone who's experiencing an, an issue with their, their, um, their geolocation, 
um, hopefully they're receiving prompts right within the app that's themselves that say, hey, you may need to turn on your enable your location sure. services. You may need to connect to Wi-Fi or at least be searching Wi-Fi uh, nearby or be able to search Wi-Fi nearby so that we can triangulate your location. Um, you know, with any new market, um, the 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 uh, it's dialed pretty tight. Right, because we want to be make sure that we're collecting all the best data we can, and as more data comes in, uh, those border issues will will be resolved. But certainly, if there is a persistent issue for a player, um, uh, if you're not being able, you're not being prompted by the the operator itself as to how to you know maybe enable your location services even better. Um, tag geo comply in your question to you or to whomever uh, at geo comply uh, on Twitter. And uh, it will go through our system when a member of our, of our uh, customer support team uh, will reach out to you and, and try to help you work through any issues that a player may be having. But as I think anyone can appreciate the, uh, uh, the penalty for getting it wrong is so severe <laughs> That right. I think operators and and regulators and us as a compliance-driven company, we have to err on the side of caution to ensure that players aren't on the wrong side of the border and able to place the bet. So obviously we do our best, and, and I think our accuracy. You know, we're processing uh, millions and millions of transactions on a day. I think on average somewhere around ten uh, to fifteen million transactions wow. a, a day. Uh, you know, uh, on average. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we have to make sure we get it right and, and we get it right 99.9% of the time, but there are, you know, those times where, where we don't get it right and, and we want to make sure that we do. So please reach out and, and, and we'll ensure that we, uh, uh, that the, the person who's having those issues is doing all the right things so that we can effectively geolocate them. Right. And again, we've seen this uh, for years now and in just every state. There's a little bit of just uh, figuring out. It's an incredible technology that it can be this accurate uh, within, you know, within, uh, John, I don't know if this is proprietary, but it's within a few yards, right? It's pretty, when it, when it's on, it, it can get, you know, it, it's pretty incredible. It gets it. It's just, it takes a little bit to figure out exactly with it. I, I remember vividly uh, New Hampshire and Maine, uh, they have some border towns. There were some questions there, you know, with it. It was uh, some, you know, stuff like that. Wouldn't surprise me at all, John. You're based in D.C. I grew up in Virginia. That, that border there right away, Maryland with it, people are still figuring out. There's a lot of um, towns that are right on the Potomac, right next to each other. Ohio, I think I'm probably seeing it too with the, you know, the Kentucky metro area. So again, guys, patience. Thank you for, you know, reaching out to a great resource here in the meantime. And, and it'll, it'll, it's going to get pretty darn accurate here once the market matures and everything. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, you know, if there are individuals that are experiencing a problem, please, you know, send them our way, reach out. We, we, we want to make sure that everybody who's has the ability to do so is able to. Uh, and, and we'll work with individuals to, to ensure that all of their devices are set up appropriately to be able to be as accurately geolocated as we can do it. Um, right. And you talked about, you know, our precision. Yes, on a standard, you know, statewide map, we're talking yards. Uh, and there are some solutions that we provide in like an in-person setting, like a um, like if you have to geofence a specific building, we're talking about matters of feet, right? And that's yeah. a Bluetooth-enabled pinpoint is the product pinpoint technology that allows us to uh, geolocate players to a, a matter of feet 
rather than than yards. So. Wow. Yeah. So it can be the technology can be that precise, and we yeah, see that um, DC exactly is an example where they are very tightly fenced in, where you can do that a couple other places um, too. So fascinating stuff there, John. There's a lot of tech with it, but um, we could go on and on with GeoComply in itself. While I had you, because you have done so much uh, advocacy, as you said earlier in the show, you've been in state houses across the country. Um, you know, with it, I wanted to get you have a, as good a pulse as anybody about what we're looking at here now. John, there's a lot of different ways to kind of take this. Um, states we're looking at, uh, Texas, Minnesota, Missouri, uh, Kentucky, um, Georgia, maybe North Carolina for mobile sports betting. There's a lot going on there. Don't have to go through all of them, but are there any? Are there a couple states or two that maybe you're looking at most closely for some legislative action and maybe kind of a, a brief just breakdown on their prospects going on forward? Any that kind of stand out to you in the 2023 uh, round of legislative sessions? Sure. I mean, I think you listed off a lot of the the, <laughs> the, the, the top states, but I, you know, in, in our view, uh, we are already engaging with lawmakers and sharing data with them because, like I mentioned, this Kentucky data to you when we looked at exactly. Ohio, lawmakers love to see this, and we're seeing this in Georgia, we're seeing it in Missouri, we're seeing it in North Carolina, where you literally have we're geolocating and having to block people in these states because they're trying to access the legal sports betting apps throughout the country. So states where I think we're having the, the, the most uh, significant conversations are like Georgia and North Carolina, yeah. Minnesota, Vermont is a state which you didn't mention. Mm. Um, uh, that is, I think, is is probably high on, uh, high on the list of states that could legalize, maybe not high on the states in terms of, 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 of market size, but, but, sure. but certainly one that I think uh, is looking to pass legislation this year. Um, so I would put kind of in my top four, um, uh, Vermont, uh, Georgia, North Carolina, and Minnesota. Uh, Texas is kind of the big prize uh, that's left right now. Texas, California, Florida. Uh, Florida will work itself out through the courts, we think. California, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't predict. Uh, <laughs> Texas, I think there's been some good signals uh, where the lieutenant governor, who's very much in control of what goes and what doesn't go, has sent some signals that that he would be okay with sports betting, but maybe not okay this year, uh, which is a little frustrating. So he hasn't, you know, given his full sign off. But I know there's a big push on Texas, so uh, you know I think we're going to be focusing a lot of attention on Texas as well and. and and sharing data with lawmakers there because you know the, the market there is is incredible the opportunity is incredible and, and it's kind of a shame that you know in a state like texas um that has got so many different sports teams uh college and professional uh that those people there are essentially either forced to drive across the border or just left to the illegal market uh, that's their only options and, and yeah. it's not as if people are saying you know well it's not legal here, so I'm not going to do it. No, they're going to find another way to do it, and, and I don't think that serves anyone's interest. Texas, obviously, and again, with our friends in Vermont, we love you guys. The, the state markets are not created equal. In Texas, second most populated state in America, actually saw some reports it is the fastest growing state in America. Um, by gross population increase, uh, it's a huge deal, um, and it's just it's just so fascinating. Texans are clearly gambling. The Oklahoma casino industry, where there are massive casinos right on the border, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, a great city, uh, exists on the backs of Texan gamblers. On the, yeah, that's yeah, why you, 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 you go you, you go to the you go to those parking lots, and they're filled with Texas uh, yep. license plates. Yep, and <laughs> you know, and, and 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 virtually, we look at you know. 
their border states that have legal sports betting and they're filled with devices trying to access it from Texas uh, yep. and they can't. Yep, and Arkansas with mobile sports betting, Louisiana mobile sports betting, Oklahoma, say so we didn't touch on it, an interesting dynamic with their governor and their tribes, but there's you know some interest potentially there, obviously, in continuing. Uh, they have the most casinos per capita of any of any state in the U.S. And in Texas, just again, such a big thing that's worth talking on again with it, high-profile professional sports teams, including Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, uh, former Governor Rick Perry. Uh, who had the office before Greg Abbott, the incumbent, has come out on behalf of legal sports betting. So, again, we'll just see. Uh, it's kind of getting into the weeds here, but yes, in Texas, lieutenant governor has an outsized role in the legislative process. He is a very strong culture conservative that is kind of um, backed off that. Uh, doesn't really want to be affiliated with gambling, but who knows? So, again, we'll be watching that, too. Vermont is an interesting one going back with them just because all their neighbors have done it, as well as Ontario. Um, they're their biggest neighbor. Um, or Rona, I guess, Quebec, technically. But, you know, Ontario, it's big in Canada, obviously, and it's kind of revved up a little bit there with it. And, yeah, Georgia has come very close a couple times. They are getting sports betting. North Carolina has retail sports betting. It's just at a couple travel casinos. Not nearly as big a deal, but there's definitely some bipartisan interest. They were maybe a couple votes short last year um, with it. And then Minnesota, an interesting, getting into the political weeds, there was uh, one of the rare cases where partisanship played a big role of all sports betting legislation we've seen across the country. There has been almost always or exclusively bipartisan sponsors, and then if not bipartisan support, uh, really overwhelmingly in pretty much every state we've seen with it. Minnesota, where a lot of the Republicans and Democrats disagreed with it, the Republicans thought they were going to, it was a, a rare split legislative session, or excuse me, where one chamber was controlled by Republicans, one by Democrats. Uh, going into it, Republicans thought this election, they were going to flip the other chamber and it would be a Republican legislature. It actually went the other way. Democrats flipped the opposite one. So with a Democratic um, try, uh, you know, whatever you call it, the, the, all three, as well as the governor's mansion, too. So it could be a smoother path for Minnesota. Plus, you have um, professional sports teams there. So it's an interesting right. market. But a lot of it, John, I, I think we'll wrap up here with it. Minnesota is one where I think maybe in my preseason predictions is maybe the one now I think is that has the best shot because of this. Can you just touch on Minnesota um, going, you know, with that. Sure. I think Minnesota's definitely does have a great shot. And I, and I, and I don't think it was to say that Democrats were for sports betting and Republicans were against sports betting. They had different ideas on how they wanted to do it, right? right? I think they were all supportive of the concept. It's really, you know, in these states, like I think we've said this before, the states that have happened, those were the easy ones. The 15 <laughs> that are left, yep. these are the hard ones, right? And they're hard for a reason because there's political dynamics that we have to overcome. Uh, there's in-state in uh, stakeholders uh, that we have to make deals with. So there, there's a lot of work that has to go into these final 15 states that, that, that would legalize. And Minnesota is one of those. I think maybe that path, as you said, indicated, is smoother now uh, that Democrats control all three chambers, the House, the Senate, and now the, the, and the governorship there, where at least the one side of the issue, the one proposal will have a smoother path through. Uh, I, you know, I will say that we've had some good conversations with, with, with folks in Minnesota just recently. And I, you know, I think they're optimistic, but they, they know that with anything, you know, legislation's hard. Yep. Um, 
not not every lawmaker wakes up every morning thinking about legalizing sports betting. <laughs> uh, a, hand, a handful of them do, and, and we're thankful for those. But we have to understand that there's going to be other priorities in, in state capitals and, and that we need to make sure that this uh, aligns with their other priorities. And we think it does, right? Legalization leads to protecting consumer. Legalization can lead to new state revenues, uh, whether it's millions of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, billions of dollars in the case of, you know, somewhere like New York, um, it, you know, it's more than they're getting today from uh, a prohibition that, you know, serves no one's interest. Right. Absolutely. So again, it'd be fascinating. I'll be tweeting along with, as I have the last few years where, you know, we are running out. It's kind of a, kind of sad in a way where I, I kind of got my bones in this business to following along with these, following along with you and all these different state capitals. Well, I, 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 I gaming, I gaming's the next frontier, right? And that's so, true though. And, and that's, that's going to be a lot, that's that's be be a lot, lot of, of yeah. a lot of work as well. A lot of work as well. And, and, and Ryan, you are, I would say probably one of the top follows on Twitter <laughs> when it comes to understanding what's going on, you break it down in a way that's really digestible obviously i know you're limited in how many characters you can use on twitter but you maximize uh uh your 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 voice there very well and it's 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 a it's a indispensable and indisputable uh follow for me uh so i really enjoy uh what you put out there so thank you well, I appreciate you too, John. You were going to be invited back anyway in the future, but man, maybe we'll just have you as a permanent guest host after that. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end it. Uh, John, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, please, again, follow along with GeoComply. Any other things that you, you guys should, if we have any other questions or things where we can find you or, or reach out or anything? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter as well. You can always reach out to me there, Yanni DC. Um, is where I'm found. Um, you know, uh, as I said, interact with GeoComply directly. Find us on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I think uh, GeoComply has an Instagram account, uh, which Ooh. is actually really fun. So come come visit us there. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we are a service provider, right? We, we're here to make uh, lives easier for operators. We're here to make lives uh, easier for regulators so that they can offer a compliant product in the market. And it's exciting to see a company that went from really being a geolocation company to servicing so many other needs uh, for the industry and for regulators from identity verification and anti-fraud tools, all which have become so important as this industry matures. Great. Yeah. And really some great presentation materials. You guys do a good job with the graphics and, and make a lot of this data really uh, easily consumable and, and kind of fun to look through. So well, we have a, we have a wonder, one, wonderful marketing team that <laughs> on it, and we're always thinking of ways to do it better. Our, our pin drop map, uh, you've, you've seen, we've been doing the, the, um, uh, the, uh, live action, um, uh, time-lapse, sorry, uh, yeah. videos of, of a market launch, like looking at an NFL Sunday in, in, in Ohio. Yep. And those are really neat. And we're, we're trying to find ways to make that even more appealing visually uh, for individuals. So hopefully some innovations there over the next course of the year. If, that, I could, if I could have that as a screensaver, I would. I'm going to try to see if I could do it with that. So, John, thanks again so much for joining us. <laughs> a great start to your new year, and uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, iGaming Next. All right. Thanks, guys.